Talking about this before, but did you read Vienna Sausages? Recording? Yeah. Oh, I've been recording for Oh, dude, I didn't know. I just had it on. Oh. Have you ever eaten Vienna Sausages? Um, not, I've eaten them in like weird ways, not like just straight up out of the can. What do you mean by that? Like with crackers or oh, yeah, like yeah, not yeah, just straight yeah. up Vienna Sausages. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like. I didn't yeah. really like them. Vienna, cra- Vienna Sausages belong on crackers. I, I don't I don't really like them. Kind of like Spam. I don't really like Spam. I've never had Spam. I'd like to try it because I had a few Vienna sausages like a month ago and they were awesome. Really? They were super good. I'll tell you, like I've, I've had Spam maybe like five times in my life and I didn't like it except for once. Yeah. And we literally like, we fried it on all sides. Uh-huh. And it was like, it was cooked... I mean, I don't even know if Spam needs to be cooked or not. I don't think it does, which is weird. Yeah. But it was like the inside wasn't cooked. It was weird, dude. <laughs> it was... <laughs> it was like seared on all sides. I was going to say, it was it was medium well. Yeah. It was, it was medium rare. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember, like, if you got to do a bunch of stuff to something, it's probably not good. Yeah. I, I, can, I can agree with that. Because I guess, like, a good steak, like... If you need to put more, I mean, me, I have to put steak sauce or ketchup no matter what. I'm, I'm just that terrible ketchup? person. Ketchup? Yes. I know. I Dude, my family has ruined me. I put ketchup on, I could put ketchup on everything. The ketchup's gross. We were a ketchup family. Ketchup's so gross. I don't, I don't, how do you eat a dry burger? I don't it's not dry, it's that. got cheese on it. Uh, even at that and gravy uh, okay you know but you don't do that everywhere and anywhere that, that has gravy you don't do that at at uh uh whataburger no they have gravy well maybe i'll start <laughs> like but I, also add bacon to it i i just have never understood like i need this sounds so gross and weird but like i have to have something wet on a hamburger yeah you do oh <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but if you got to add so much crap to a burger, is it? But but it, 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 but here's the thing: like, it's not like I add a bunch of crap. It's like the I add the regular burger stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I I know what you would say, obviously, but like a burger to me is a patty with buns with like tomato. Maybe lettuce, maybe onion, and some kind of condiment. That's a Gravy. burger to me. Gravy. <laughs> but again, you don't do that everywhere. So, like at at, at Whataburger, you just have cheese, mm-hmm. right? And bacon. That's so weird to me. But like, I have to have something wet. That's where the cheese comes in, man. The cheese, cheese melts. Wet. The cheese is melty. That's different. That's if it's melty. Okay, okay. This is about to be a debate. <laughs> if the cheese is melty, that's not wet. You mean if you touch the cheese, ain't nothing gonna come off of it? It's not gonna be wet. Yes, it is. No, that's it's saturated. That's it's totally saturated. <laughs> that's, that's, that's melted. That's not wet. That's not the same thing. Melted ice is what? Wet. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> I rest my water, case. <laughs> but water itself is wet. No, it's not. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> We're not getting into this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! That's How did funny. This happen? That's funny. <laughs> we got here. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> a burger. <laughs> but so you think a melted cheese is wet? No, I think it's enough to add flavor and add saturation. But that's not. That's not. That's not what flavor has nothing to do with it. Okay, then what does it have to do with? I. It has like. A Whataburger burger, like a patty itself, is not juicy enough to me. It, it tastes great, but it doesn't have enough juice. Cheese is not going to add juice. Tomato is going to add juice. And some kind of condiment is going to add juice. I, I In just, my opinion. I mean, I don't give you hell for eating <laughs> a burger the way you eat a burger, man. <laughs> Why can't I, mean, I just eat I just, a damn I, burger the way I want to like, eat a damn burger? But, like, even, like, I had a friend in high school who would eat a salad dry. That's how I eat salad. No dressing. What? Yeah. That's why you hate salads. Yeah. Put some dre- put some ranch on But then that the negates meat? the reason for eating a salad. That, yes, it does. I don't think that's necessarily Look true. at the nutritional facts of freaking ranch dressing. Well, I know that, but whenever you're also adding in the lettuce, that that's that's where the nutrition comes from. The ranch is literally just for flavor. But my thing is, is like if I'm going to eat a salad and then I'm just going to put toppings all over it that, that makes it unhealthy, I'm just going to eat something unhealthy. Why even eat a salad? Because if you don't eat a salad, you're not going to get the nutrition that the salad inherently comes with. Because know. you you don't get because on a burger you don't get lettuce or tomatoes. Okay. I take I literally take supplements that are greens and fruits <laughs> because I don't eat them. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just the way that I'd rather consume them. <laughs> it's no hassle. Okay. Doesn't okay. taste bad. Okay. Right. It makes my poop a weird color, but I don't have to deal with it on the what front color? end. What color? It makes it a little darker. <laughs> I don't know. It makes my farts stink. I bet. They stink exactly how the pills smell. Really? It's kind of weird. Sometimes it makes my pee smell, too. Does it make a different color? Um, it depends on, like... Because I usually take those when I take my vitamins. My my vitamins make my pee, like, bright, like, Dripping highlighter yellow. yellow. <laughs> how can that be, like, healthy? Well, right? what it is is it's just the... Because vitamins are packed with vitamins right and whatever you don't consume you just pee it out so like the things that you already have enough of it yeah. just comes through pee. Okay. your body your body kind of I absorbs only what it needs so you you have like you could take fe- of highlighter in you <laughs> yeah <laughs> preferably the yellow one <laughs> dude i did you ever get the highlighters that smelled no you didn't no that's rich oh, that's man. rich people stuff man the- <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even get like what was it Sharpie I don't know which one what was the main brand highlighter was it not highlighter I don't I thought know thought it was I don't know I don't know I got the Dollar General one I mean there's nothing wrong with that yeah I probably the, had that most of the time there was one year that somehow I like I ended up with the smelly good ones an orange one smelled like oranges and a grape one that smelled like grape we used to have markers that smelled like that 
Oh, dude, I loved them. Did the black one smell like black licorice? And everyone always thought that was so gross, but let me tell you, I love black licorice. Really? Yes. That's why I like, um, what is it called? Um, I, in, in college, I loved Jägermeister. Mm, is that what black licorice tastes like? Yes. I'm not really I confident I know what black licorice tastes like. It tastes like Jaeger. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude, Jaeger, dude. Oh, man, this makes me sound like such a college kid. Jaeger and Red Bull was like my, that was my dream, dude. Especially if you put, like, the Jaeger in a freezer. Dude. You man, said you didn't drink. After I was 21, oh, I drank yeah, yeah. Dude, at 21, I lived with my parents, and I didn't Not that there's to, anything wrong with that. I didn't keep alcohol in their fridge because I know they get mad. So I just kept it all in my closet. What would they get mad? Be- because at the time they didn't drink, and they thought it was bad that I was drinking. You're an adult, but I had. Well, I can't call myself. Well, never mind. I'm not yeah, say easy, that. easy there, buddy. <laughs> easy there, buddy. I'm not say that. You better chill with that. You better stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I'll say. I'll say. Again, I think you're in a different situation. But like yeah, they're not as, doing as very a twenty one year old who doesn't pay for their own gas, who doesn't pay for their school, I can't call myself an adult. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I would call myself noble. They're sick and they need my help. <laughs> call myself noble. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what I tell people so they feel bad for me. Do you call your parents your roommates? Yeah. Nah, <laughs> oh, man, my roommate's really just getting on me about cleaning my room. Got, <laughs> my roommate just got me a freaking race car bed. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I would call your situation different, but as a 21-year-old who is is making their own money, but not having to be responsible with any of it, mm-hmm. I was not an adult. And so, I was scared of my parents, and I would keep all my alcohol in the floor of my closet. So, that's what hey, I mean. Hey, I got a drink. <laughs> anyway... So the 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 one big question I had for this podcast again I there's part of me that feels like I'm just stealing from other podcasts but there are conversations that need to be for, had. for us too it's a valid question what and and I I know obviously I probably like them more than you I know you enjoy them but what what do you think is your favorite scary movie <sighs> That's tough, man. <laughs> um, dude, that's really tough. Or right, let's let's ask this question: like, in a in a scary movie, like, what scares you in a scary movie? You know, honestly, the intensity before the scare is what I find most in- intriguing. Like. And when we when we talk about doing like our own like 
short horror films. Mm -hmm. Like, that is my favorite part to do instead of the scare is, like, the part where you're, like, literally, like, you can feel your body tensing up because you can feel that there's something that's about to happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people take it too far and you're like, okay, there's too many intense moments. But, like, just that intense moment of, like, okay, I can feel something bad's about to happen. So I do this weird thing where when I know something's about to happen, I'll cross my arms and push myself back Dude, to the I, back of the chair. I, I start doing, like, <laughs> oh, you can't see like, me. Covering your face. Yeah, I, I like, <laughs> I'll cover my, nobody can see us. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I, I kind of cross my arms. Yeah. And then I'll put one finger across, like, up my nose and between my eyes. And then I'll cross, like, I'll cover my mouth. And I don't know why, but I just do that every time. It's freaking tension, dude. So, like, what, like, what, I guess what, like, what kind of scary movies are, like, the ones that you like the most or, like, scare you the most? Like, like, mine, mine would probably be, like, um, not ghost stories, but, like, paranormal or, mm-hmm. like, demons and stuff like that um the ones that i like the most and that i wish would come back is like and i think this is like where movies are as a whole is like like the old school like freddy Mm. like like the character scary okay like you don't have to explain like it didn't matter if this was realistic or not you didn't have to explain a whole lot like there was just a bad guy trying to kill people and that okay. was what was scary. Okay. I do like paranormal. Yeah. And paranormal is kind of scary because you never really, like, could that really happen? Yeah. This is more of, like, a journey because you have to, like, fully submerge yourself into it. Because, I mean, how often is somebody like Freddie going to come around? Right. Not very often. So, you kind of have to, like... But I'm also the type of person, like... And this is why I love most movies. Like, I rarely find a movie that I don't like. Mm-hmm. And it's because I think I... I wouldn't say, like, I don't know if empathy is the right word. Mm-hmm. Like, I over, like, with characters in any movie, like, the main character, I put myself in their shoes. Right. And it's almost like the movie is, like, me going in that movie. Okay. It's an adventure every time. Mm. I really, really like your answers. <laughs> <laughs> like, because it, it is weird, because, like, I would say, like, I, I, again, at least what scares me the most are probably like the paranormal type. Movies. Yeah, and I agree with that. But I mean, obviously, you know, like like Freddy Krueger movies—they're my favorite movies. Yeah, by far. And I, I wish I would have. That's interesting. I wish because I didn't. I mean, when I started, like, because I never. I mean, when I was younger, I never watched horror movies. Yeah. And when I really started getting into them was when I started hanging out with you a lot. Yeah. And that's when the paranormal activity, the, like, the paranormal stuff, like, the, um, like, anything like that started, like, that was kind of the new craze. Yeah. So, I never really got into it whenever there was, like, character. Yeah. Scary people. And they're really, that is so interesting, because, like, there really hasn't been. I mean, it has really been the only one lately. Yeah, like like there there haven't like what you would call like icons yeah. like horror or whatever like there hasn't been a real one in but uh, like in even 20 years. even you take it or like the La Llorona 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those are remakes. Right, right. You're right. There, and it seemed like there was like a little bit of a time when people were trying to bring that maybe that era back into horror. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. like, I feel, and and this is why I hate like where movies are now, and I'm bad at this. Like, well, you know, I see like a scene, I'm like, well, that's not very realistic. Yeah. And I'm I'm the worst at it. Yeah. But like I wish we would take a step back, especially in horror, and like have character um pro or antagonists like we used to. That is just like there's no reason why they're killing people, they're just killing people. Well, and that's what <clears throat> so I, I think I've talked about this too before. I'm I'm super into old VHS movies and stuff. And I like taking pictures... Like, whenever I finish a collection of a certain amount of them, I'll take a picture of them or whatever. But I took a picture of all my Halloween ones the other day. And, like, that's what I wrote about it. I was like, the scariest thing about these movies... At least at least the first one, I'll say. The, the rest of them are... They go way off in the left field. But the first one, the scariest thing about it is, like, if you really watch it, he goes back to his hometown, and he's in his house, he sees this girl... And for no other reason other than just seeing her, he goes after her. Exactly. It's and that that is terrifying. And like to me, that's that's the scary part about it is there's right. no rhyme or reason why these people are killing people. Right. And like that means that there's nothing that you can do to beat them. Right. And I feel like that to there, the there's nothing you did, and there's nothing you can do. Yeah. And and to me, that's the purest form of horror. Ooh, bro. Oh. You were <laughs> you were just singing to my heart right now, man. Dude, that's super interesting. That and that's what like you know, I told you earlier, like I've I'm trying to get back into kind of writing and trying to think of ideas and stuff like that. And like mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I was thinking about last night, like or I was thinking about today when when we were at work. <clears throat> I was thinking about like just a, a, a scene idea of like someone just asking the question like what did I do what yeah. did I what did I do to yeah to have this happen what did I do to deserve this to happen to me and the scary and and it really again it it kind of plays into what's going on right now and like you didn't do anything yeah but it still happened yeah you know and that's that is so scary oh man you were just <laughs> you got you got my got my nerves all. But and I, I think that's like why we like people like David Sandberg. Like mm-hmm. he creates characters. Mm-hmm. Like if you notice in every one of his shorts, there's mm-hmm. there's there's a defined like character that's trying to, and yeah. you don't necessarily know why. And there's never, I mean, often there's no reason why. Yeah, you just know that there's a bad thing trying to do something to the good thing. Yeah. Well, and it's it's. Something that I've I've kind of been looking at lately is like, and and this <laughs> this is about to get real nerdy. This has been the problem with like DC movies up to this point, and hasn't been a problem in Marvel movies. Like the the main antagonist is only as strong, or the main yeah the main antagonist has to be as strong a character as the protagonist, like. Like, Michael Myers in Halloween is nothing without Laurie, mm-hmm. J- Jamie, Lee, uh, Jamie Lee's character. Yeah. Like, or like, Freddy is nothing without Nancy. Like, and that and that's been the problem 
like in in DC's like superhero movies is like their their protagonist is super super strong and well defined and is a character, but their antagonist is like who who even are you like what like or vice versa like yeah. I mean look at Batman versus Superman right. Superman could have easily killed but like yeah there's no I mean first of all Superman is the strongest yeah there's nobody stronger than like Marvel DC like super is Superman the, is the all like yeah. in. And that's coming from a guy who's like Batman is his favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like in Batman versus Superman, <laughs> Superman freaking mops up the floor with Batman's face, and then at the very end, yeah, freaking Martha. But yes, like you're 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 100 like you're 100 right. Like there's never a balancing. Did you say that name? <laughs> but like, do you do you think that like like with Nancy and Freddie? Yeah. Does that does that they're they're because like Freddy from the get go you know he's a really strong antagonist yeah Nancy you don't really find out until the very last right. act is it imperative to know that well I think I think they're it's balancing just, until the very end yeah, or do, they, do you have to I, know from the get go it's just a character development thing like because that that's that's the whole crux of a story is like to see. The hero's journey. The, yeah, exactly. The protag- you have to see the protagonist grow. Yeah. And 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 honestly, in in Nightmare on Elm Street, like her her growth honestly isn't that strong. She she's kind of strong from the beginning, like, and that's what I've always noticed with with at least decent horror movies, like. Uh, like the 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 protagonist kind of doesn't follow like she she's they're usually like the outlier of like especially like a lot of them are like high school kids and stuff mm-hmm. they're usually like the outlier who's like isn't like they're themselves and they already know who they are as people mm-hmm. and the re- like the rest of the high school characters are jocks and and yeah. really, like they don't know who they are they're they're just being who they think they're supposed to be yeah. Um, but that's what's always been like. I don't know. I think with horror, like there's so much room. That horror is so weird to me because like there's so much room to grow in a horror movie, but it seems like horror a lot of the time doesn't doesn't cultivate like really good storytellers. Like horror, I think a lot of times, at least until recently, has always been like the bottom of the barrel kind of people like actors and writers and yeah. all that kind of stuff up until recently since like get out and all that you know all that when it's really stuff. profound that like uh, a lot of like horror a lot of like recent horror has been people that are from other outlets right 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 like uh, like comedy or yeah dude and dude and that's that's such an interesting cause like I think uh, and, and this has been well talked about now but like up until like stuff like like get out and like stuff maybe a little before that and stuff like uh, like you you know whenever you see a, a scary movie you get scared and then you look at the person next to you and you yeah. just laugh like yeah. and it's always been a thing but it wasn't until like fairly recently until people really tapped into that and was like oh these th- these two things are really close yeah. to each other and it's it's all about it's all about uh um build up and pay off kind yeah. of thing you know it's um, dude it's so it's so interesting 
But it's also got, like, this vast, like, viewership of, like, some people just want to see slashers. Some people just want to see... Yeah. I, I, slashers aren't scary to me, but I love watching them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, like, do you consider that horror? I, like, how do you define yeah, horror? That That is tough. Because, like, even, like, a lot of sci-fi movies are considered horror you know because like if you if you take like that type of movie and it's just like a slasher for the sake of being a slasher Mm -hmm. and there's no storyline to it like what if you were to put that type of like formula so to speak on like something like a marvel movie well a marvel movie would flop because of it because like if iron man is just around kicking people's butts just for the sake of kicking people's butts nobody's gonna watch it because it's there's no story right so like how do you appease well, and that's what's interesting is like I think there are a lot of a lot of horror movies that fall into that category of like this is just somebody killing somebody for the sake of killing somebody and there's no story. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm talking about bottom of the barrel type thing. Like that's how horror has been seen for a long time. Um and and for good reason. I've seen I can't tell you how many movies I've seen that is just like there's no story behind this. It's just Yeah. It's just people being scared like getting scared for the sake of getting scared you know there's nothing to it uh but yeah I don't know man like I mean I think there are probably some people like I think you gotta look at the word horror and like like you know horrible is where you know where that kind of comes from and like I think there are some people who would say like Get Out is not a horror movie because it's it's not a scary movie yeah really like it, it doesn't it doesn't make you jump really maybe once or twice but like it doesn't really make you jump but like the the situation is is horrible it's terrifying yeah like someone someone taking over somebody else's body like that's terrifying yeah you know? like and so I mean horror, horror is a it, it might be one of the less um defined genres you know like an action movie, you know an action movie when you see an action movie. Yeah. You know, or you know... Also, it's really hard because I feel like whenever you're... There's a lot of people stuck in the horror loop. Like, what do you mean? Like, actors and actresses, whenever oh, they're absolutely. in horror movies, they're stuck in for they're stuck in horror for their life. Yeah, for sure. And they, it's hard for them to get out of that genre. Yeah. So, here, here's, a, here's an interesting question. So, again, at least in the last five years, there have been a lot of people who were in horror that have jumped to quote-unquote bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. So, like, why do you think that is? Like, people like David Sandberg or people like James Wan who did all, like, the Saw movie and stuff, but now he's doing Fast and the Furious and Aquaman. Um, to me, it seems like it's the efficiency of making a horror movie. Okay. Um, and... Like, would you rather have somebody that could tell a good story and spend $100 million or have somebody that could tell a, a good story but not as good for $20 million? Right. You know, and, and that's not that's not like downplaying like what David Sandberg did or yeah. uh, James Wan. <clears throat> yeah. But, like, you could have somebody like Spielberg make Aquaman and yeah. it, it would be oh. amazing. Man, who would like to see that? Like, I would love to see that movie. Yeah, but, like... But, yeah, no, I get you. Well, but, dude, even... Dude, honestly, even 
Steven Spielberg. He started in horror. He started Jaws was like his first oh, movie. Oh yeah, he did. I mean, and and that's it's it's so interesting to me that like horror horror directors have and and again I think it's a kind of a still a bottom of the barrel thing like I think I think the best are going to rise to the top but like horror is such an easy genre get, to get into and and some people never strive for more than that but like like the people like like David David Sandberg is a great storyteller or Steven Spielberg obviously is a great <clears throat> storyteller or like James Wan like and I think I think horror is a good place to like try that out and like yeah. because there's a lot of there's a lot of emotion in horror and if you can like relay that and like emotion and tension if you can relay those things then like you're good at your job yeah you know what I mean and that's why a lot of people don't go past that because their movies like they don't relate that and it's just a it's just a bunch of naked girls and blood you know yeah. like it's which right up, I love those it's movies it's too. Right, right up my alley man <laughs> but like <clears throat> tell me like any other genre that you can take let's say two people at a house right and make a 15 minute film right out of it. exactly and that's and, and that's what I'm saying like I don't know, dude. Like, just, the barrier to entry is so low. Yeah. But you have people that rise to the top, like David Sandberg, where yeah. he's just not making horror to make for the sake of making horror. He's he's working on his storytelling. He's working on, right. like, so many other different aspects that, you, that we probably don't even know about. That it's not just making horror. It's well, about filmmaking. And, that, and I think that <clears throat> also goes towards, like, some of my favorite horror movies, like... Obviously, Nightmare on Elm Street, which had, like, the whole message of parents not listening to their kids or, like, kind of just playing off. Like, not having, like, not really caring about what their kids have to say or how they feel and stuff back in the, in the you know, the, the early 80s. Or, like, <clears throat> dude, Babadook. Babadook is one of my favorites. And it's not... It's a terrifying movie, but it's so much about this single mom who's just trying like doing her best to deal with this kid that is just it's just hard to deal yeah. with you know and and it's her like doing her best but like not be like just not getting there until the end you know mm-hmm. and that like I don't know those are the people who like rise who rise to the top and I think that's where good horror is now there and, and honestly there's not a ton of it you know there's a few people like dude lee Winnell doing um invisible man earlier this year mm-hmm. invisible man was awesome yeah but it was so it was obviously it's about a guy who is kind of making this this lady's life hell because you know because he can yeah but it's so much about her like her trying to tell everybody this is happening this is happening like help me and everyone no one's listening yeah and that that is the cool thing too about like horror like being able to bring up these issues and not being just so like on the nose about it and not being almost annoying about it and that's also the cool thing too like you know I did say that thing about like characters and like 
like I feel like where horror is now, like some people that might not go see like a Freddy movie or a Jason movie, yeah, like people that you know friends that we have, like mm-hmm. they wouldn't go see that. But I mean, I was literally at the lake house when we watched Get Out. I'm not Get Out. Uh, a Quiet Place. Oh, yeah. which is considered a horror movie, <clears throat> right? But. I feel like it's getting audiences that wouldn't go see the, the stereotypical yeah. horror movies. Yeah. Watching that or yeah. like uh, Invisible Man, mm-hmm. like which is I would consider a horror movie as yeah. well. You're getting audiences that would watch that that wouldn't typically watch a stereotypical yeah. horror movie. And I think that's kind of the cool. I mean, it kind of makes sense that, you know, that it would go that way because you're getting an audience that you wouldn't typically get. Yeah. Well, and dude, and I was gonna bring up a quiet place too. Like that's another one of those that like on on the surface is about one thing. It's about freaking monsters that when they hear a sound, they can hear a sound from miles away. Mm-hmm. But it's so much about that family and the issues in that family and like overcoming those issues. Yeah, you know, and that's what like that's what I and we. <laughs> So, just so y'all know, if anyone listened to last week's episode, this was recorded right after that episode. Yeah. And so, we, we were talking about, like, um, we were talking about me not being able to complete anything because I don't want it to be bad. And that's part of why I haven't finished our story, is, like, I, I want all those things in it. I yeah. just don't know how to put those things in yeah. it yet. Well, and we haven't... Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, it's been a long time since... I mean, I know that you've worked on it a long time, but it ha- it's been a long time that we've, like, right. set aside time, like, hey, we we just need to put pen to paper and yep. really work on yep. it. Yeah, we do, we do need and to do that. And that's something that we used to do a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, life happens, and I just yeah. feel like we hadn't done it in a while. Yeah, we do need to do that. We need to... Let's, let's rent a cabin in the woods, nothing around. The movie? Have you ever seen the movie? Yeah. That movie's awesome. <laughs> I, like, I watched it not very long ago. That's the one where they're really controlling everything. For, yes. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Dude, do you know who directed that movie? Uh-uh. Joss Whedon. Really? In Avengers. Oh, my gosh. He did it. That's why, that's why Chris Hemsworth is in it. And that's how he got Avengers. Dang. Isn't that crazy? That is kind of crazy. Like, So, what do you think the correlation is? Because like, you have that... And then you have like somebody like David Sandberg who did Shazam, and then you yeah. have James Wan who did. I think, dude. I think it's which I mean, Joss Whedon was was. I mean, he directed a ton of stuff even before that. But like, it's. I think honestly, it's again, like I said, like it's about horror being good. Horror directors being able to convey emotion and tension, like yeah. Because I mean, if you think about. Especially Shazam, I, I mean, even Shazam has some elements of horror in it. Like yeah. Seven Deadly Sins are yeah. scary, you know. Especially like if kids watch it, it's super yeah. scary. But like it's it's the idea of like the, a, a, a story. A lot of times is just tension building and building and building until the climax. Whenever it it freaking breaks, yeah. And it and you release that tension, and I think. Uh, I mean, it might have started with Joss Whedon doing Avengers friggin' 10 years ago. Yeah. But just knowing that, like, oh, man, he knows how to put, to pull on these emotions and these and these ideas and stuff and really bring them out to the forefront, you know? Mm-hmm. And he had, like, 
I mean, if you look at his other stuff, like he did um, Buffy, like that's. Oh, he did. Mm-hmm. That's like like the TV show. Yeah, I didn't know he, that. That's kind of horror, kind of superhero fighting, kind of you know that all that stuff. But like, dude, I don't know where they got. Maybe it's just his inventive shots, but like, I don't know where they got James Wan from doing the Conjuring and then going to do Fast and the Furious Seven or whatever he did. Which I haven't seen. I should probably watch it. Is it seventh one? One of the he he did one of the last ones. He might be doing the new one. I'm not sure. But yeah, he did that, and then he did. But like, honestly, I think part of because like if you watch a James Wan movie, especially like Insidious and The Conjuring, like he has this amazing ability to do these like one shot things. Like, do you remember the the one sh- like? I remember the one shot in The Conjuring where the girl walks through the house when they first get there. So, like, walks through the whole thing, which is freaking amazing. But then the one shot in Aquaman when the mom is fighting on the freaking roof. Oh, for yeah. Like 10 minutes. Yeah. Like. When there's another one or, like, the first fight in the movie in the house. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he just, he has a knack for doing that. Yeah. Thing, you know? And I, I, I mean, clearly, that's not why he got that job. But it's know. it helps him stand out. Yeah, yeah. He he had he has a style. Yeah. And and maybe that's part of it too. Like, is is having a very defined like style. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's what makes him makes people right. Because like, I even watched a video on Spielberg earlier this week, like talking about like his. Um, his ability to have many different shots within one take, like like how the how the camera moves to different shots without having to cut, mm-hmm. like like they showed like a, a uh, scene from Jurassic Park, and it was pretty amazing. But I don't know. So after saying that, dude, we've been talking for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I probably have to let to go because I think there's a storm about to hit. Oh, so <clears throat> all in all, what is your favorite scary movie? <laughs> Dang, Lisa, I didn't even answer that. Oh wow. You know, it's gonna sound so cliche, but it's because of like it's what like pulled me in. Mm-hmm. But Paranormal Activity, dude. I remember being so scared after I left that movie. Dude, freaking Toby. Ugh. How... and Dude, even that... And, like, that movie was... So, like... And it became... Like, the whole series became, like... They turned literally nothing into a whole mm-hmm. franchise. Yeah. Never... But... You never see a thing. Yeah. And it was the mo- it was one of the most terrifying movies yeah. I've ever seen in my life. I, I, I think it's that one strictly because, like, it's what pulled me into, like... What the heck is this? Yeah. Because I remember the first time I saw it, like, I thought it was real. Like, I yeah. thought it was, like, a real thing. I didn't know it was, like, a produced movie. Yeah. I thought it was a real thing. Did you know Steven Spielberg bought that movie and spent... So, they made the movie for $11,000. Spielberg bought that movie and spent, like, $150,000 on just sound and then released the movie. Really? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Wow. So, so that's what we saw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Did wow. they get so did they get money after so many people watched it? No, I mean it was a thing. They they showed it at a festival and 
someone who works for Spielberg saw it and said, "Hey, we need to buy this." So the only so the only money that those people made was the hundred fifty thousand. No, 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 no. I'm sure they got deals after. Uh, uh, surely, surely. Like, well, I I don't know how much Spielberg bought it for. He could oh. he could have bought it for one hundred fifty thousand dollars. But even even if he spent one hundred fifty grand buying it, oh, he spent one hundred fifty doing the sound. Yeah. Right. So even if he spent three hundred thousand, that movie made like one hundred twenty five million. I know. <laughs> like, and that's kind of what. That's why I was like, crazy. man, I feel like, like it stinks because those people didn't see the potential. Yeah. No. That surely, that movie had. Surely he. They had some kind of. Bad but when you spend eleven thousand dollars and somebody offers you three hundred thousand, like. You bet your butt I'm going to yeah, take dude, the 300000 Gosh. That's because my, the, that's thing is, the thing is, the thing is, like, if they would have done it on their own, I bet nobody would have seen that movie. Because, mm-hmm. like, what outlet do they have to show that? Right. Well, and you got to think, that was 2009, 2010? Yeah. When, like, when social media, even, yeah. and, like, YouTube wasn't even hardly a thing. Like, yeah. Like, that's crazy. And I, I think there are a lot more outlets now. Yeah. But but I mean even now like I mean dude, I would be I would be so happy to spend if I had ten thousand dollars to spend on me I would I would be happy to spend ten thousand dollars and then just to make ten thousand dollars <laughs> yeah. back. Like I'd be happy with that. One day, dude, we're gonna do it. This is twenty twenty as terrible as it's been, it's gonna be the year. I said I was going to do it before I had a kid, but that's long gone. Before so. you got another kid. Yeah. <laughs> In the next six years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we'll call it quits right here. Um, we've been talking for a long time, but it wasn't as fun as most of the ones. It's a horror cast. Yeah. I, that's probably what I'm going to call it. Yeah. Horrorcast. All right. Yeah. I can already hear it, so you probably need to go home. All right. Well, thank you guys for hanging out. Um, I know it wasn't as fun, but it was fun for me. Uh, I'm Phil. And I'm Bert. Thank you guys for listening. Bye.